And Dennis Stewart is joining us for our weekly dose of feeling good. And today we're thinking about special herbs, Dennis. Look, I thought that would be a a good way of starting the program, Jane. Of course, in my opinion, every herb is special, but that's coming from a very biased perspective. But it would be fair to say that uh, some herbs are perhaps better known and have a more startling action than others. And since we've been doing the program together, we've spoken about famous herbs, herbs like, for instance, Echinacea. There's a, a well-established uh, American herb for immunosupportive purposes, particularly useful at this time of the year. Uh, we spoke also about the, the Astragalus 8 formulation, which... I brought into Australia many years ago as a as a major combination from the Asian spectrum of herbal medicine and its role also in building up resistance, particularly to stubborn recurring viral infections. But today I thought it would be interesting to look at a herb that is probably not as well known, but in my system of medicine is so important that it would be difficult to achieve some of the benefits that I do achieve, particularly uh, with hormone-based conditions. Uh, and the herb I want to talk about a little bit with you is the fascinating herb known as Vitex agnus castus, commonly known, wait for it, as chaste tree, or better still, monk's pepper. So we'll say a little bit about that as we go along. But we're talking about very special herbs today, and Vitex agnus castus. Have you ever heard of it before, Jane? I don't think I have. No, look, it's quite a fascinating herb. It it was actually grown a lot um, around the North Shore uh, as a a decorative uh, just before the Second World War. It's still available, um, but not many people know about it. Um, It's a beautiful, uh, deciduous, small tree. I have one growing in my front garden in Cessnock. I love the herb. But more importantly, it is a remarkable herb as far as its ability to address what we might refer to as as hormonally-based conditions, particularly associated with some of the conditions that that women experience. And my early introduction to it um, was as a result of reading uh, two books that came together. Um, I read a book written by uh, uh, Dr. Katerina Dalton, who was a a well-known British uh, medical practitioner. She had written a book entitled Once a Month, in which she very convincingly demonstrated the reality of what we now refer to as the premenstrual syndrome, and from her perspective, uh, placed the condition in a disturbance in the relationship of estrogen to progesterone, that progesterone decline, she argued, was behind what many ladies experience as a fairly dismal uh, stage prior to the period. And her approach was to suggest progesterone therapy. At the same time, I read a book called Every Woman's Guide to Nature Cure by a very, very important English medical herbalist, interestingly, a retired uh, captain from the British Army who also studied medical herbalism, a captain, Geoffrey Whitehouse, a brilliant man. I have many of his books, and in his book, he came to the same conclusion, but argued that rather than use uh, what you might call a pharmaceutical approach, there was a European herb known as Vitex agnus castus, which without doubt had a remarkable effect in addressing um, the premenstrual syndrome, the irritability, the depression, the fluid retention, etc. 
And I was very impressed with this, and as a result, did further research. And as far as I'm aware, as far as I'm aware, um, I was the first to begin prescribing it. And we did clinical trials, interestingly, in Leichhardt Women's Health Centre. This is going back a long while. And, and some of my graduate students were running that centre. And we imported, in fact, the herb from Europe at that stage. And we demonstrated its efficacy in being able to address that syndrome, which is now very widely accepted, that it is a reality, that there is a physiological basis to it. And so Vitex Agnus Castus still is, in my opinion, the most important natural drug, natural remedy for addressing a medically defined and well-understood premenstrual syndrome. And if listeners out there, particularly ladies who experience uh, distressing times prior to the period, my advice is make a beeline to your pharmacy or your health food store and try Vitex Agnus Castus, also known as Chase Tree or Monk's Pepper, and we'll talk about that in a moment, uh, but try it, and I'd be most surprised if some benefit wasn't obtained. I'll, I'll, I'll finalise my introduction by saying that many years ago in my Warunga practice, I had an interesting experience. I had returned from the ABC studios in the inner city after doing a talkback session there and got back to my rooms at, at Warunga and uh, my receptionist said, um, oh, look, um, there's a, a, a doctor on the phone who wants to talk to you. He wants to make an appointment for his wife. I said, he wants to make an appointment for his wife. And she said, yes, I I took the call. And the good man explained to me that his wife's condition prior to the period was so distressing that he prepared, he he preferred, in fact, to stay in digs at the hospital rather than retreat to his home in Barrel. (laughs) As a result, he requested some Vitex Agnes Castus and over a number of months, seemingly, the, uh, con- her, his wife's condition improved so much that she eventually turned up with her two parents from down there to give, give thanks, if you like, for the retrieval of her condition and perhaps the retrieval of their marriage. And also I had the opportunity of trying to help their elderly parents. But that's an interesting story which, from, uh, from a, a case history perspective, demonstrates the efficacy of Vitex Agnus Castus in its ability to stabilise hormonal imbalance. Health naturally. We're looking at helping you feel good. And David's rung in from Tanilba Bay. David, what's your question for Dennis? Hello. G'day, Dennis. Hello, David. How are you? Good, thanks, mate. Good, so I'm good. just ringing on, more, on my mother's behalf. Yes, um, yes. She's in her 70s. Yes. Um, she has some fairly severe arthritis in her back. Yes. Um, she has a few pre-existing conditions. Well, one was uh, that she had a, a burst ulcer a year or two ago, yes. so she has to watch anything of course. That, that, with blood. Yes, of course. Um, and but yeah, you know, just wondering. She's she's also allergic to any morphine-based painkillers. Um, they they don't settle well with her and of course you know the problems with painkillers and things like that I'm just wondering if you, if you any ideas Now uh, is your mother being managed by her GP David? Yes she is Yes. and is she on um, um, pain medication? Yes and they um, lately um, they've wanted to do some um, injections Yes. Um, cortisone yes um, and but as I said, um, with the morphine-based 
painkillers. Yes. Um, they present a bit of a problem for her. Of course. Look, interestingly, uh, sometimes a, a, a steroid injection can give really good relief. And if your doctor is suggesting it, I wouldn't walk away from it. Um, yep. I've, I've had a... Uh, occasionally I've had to have a steroid injection in one of my rugby knees and yep. and um, it has given me great help. So I wouldn't be too negative about that. If your doctor's wanting to go that pathway, um, yep. I'd support that. Um, on the other hand, is your mother using anything topical to, to use at the, on, the, on the area where the pain is being generated? Uh, as in like outside, like a, a rub or, yes, or anything yes, like yes, that? Yes. Um, I, I don't think so. Okay. Look, what I would suggest is two things to, to contemplate. Um, first of all, I would suggest that you discuss uh, with, uh, or your mother discusses with the yep. GP, the use of, say, something like a concentrate of curcumin. Which, concentrate of curcumin. Curcumin, C-U-R-C-U-M-I-N, which is an extract from turmeric, which is popularly used now in complementary circles as a very competitive um, pain relieving uh, anti-inflammatory agent without some of the downsides to it that yep. some other anti-inflammatories have I yes. would suggest however that before you uh, use that run it past your GP because if your mother uh, is on multiple medications uh, yep. you need to know about that but generally speaking uh, curcumin is a very safe medication and may uh, take the edge to a degree of her condition but equally importantly I'm a great fan of a preparation that I've used myself clinically uh, called Stiff Sore and Sorry, believe it or not. Um, okay. It's a very good product. I helped a couple from this area develop the product. It's, it's not my product, but uh, they consulted me, and I was happy uh, to yep. help them get the product in the marketplace, which is based on, um, on, on a European herb called Arnica and also an extract of, of, um, of cayenne. And topically, topically, it's a winner. My wife uses it, and many of my patients swear by it. It's not an invasive preparation, and applied topically, whilst it will not cure the condition, it may give mum a degree of relief. And so yeah. what, what I'm going to do, if you hang on, I'll get the producer to get your name and address, and I'll send to your dear mother a container of Stiff Sore and Sorry, and oh, you, can, you. Uh, you can then get back and let us know how she's gone. Thank you so much, Dennis. All right, hang on and we'll get your name and address, David, and we'll send it to Mum. Stand by, David, and uh, we are taking your calls on to a new RFM's Health Naturally, and I think we've got John. Hello, John, are you there? Yes. Uh, John, good. You've got a question for Dennis. Hello, yes, John. Hey, Dennis. How are you, John? Yeah, not too bad. Good, I, good, I good. I wondering if you, uh, if you had uh, anything to take the pressure down out of the eyes. What, you've got glaucoma, have you? No, but uh, 18 months ago I had a pressure of 18. Yes. And now, only a few weeks ago, it's gone to 22. So has your doctor got you on medication for it? No, he just wanted me, the optometrist wanted me to come back in August. I, have you discussed this with your, with your general practitioner? No. Uh, that's what you call your intraocular pressure, and that's starting to get up a little bit. Yeah, um, 22. I would be seeing your GP. See your GP about that. Um, yeah. what, what, what I can say is this, that I have quite a few patients, clients that see me regularly and have seen me regularly over the years who um, are using, amongst other things, a combination of what are called uh, bioflavonoids, and, and, and in particular, 
a concentrate of the bilberry. Now, these were prescribed, in fact, I'm thinking of a dear uh, gentleman that comes to my rooms very, very regularly. He and his wife are both on the same routine. They're being very well managed by a local ophthalmologist. But the interesting thing was that their IOPs very significantly stabilised when they began to use, in conjunction with the prescribed medication, bioflavonoids and particularly one called uh, bilberry. So uh, I would be doing two things if I were you. If your IOPs are creeping up, in my opinion, you must see your GP, raise with him also what I have said. The the safety of those preparations is great, very, very great. And um, I can vouch for the the fact that um, a number of people uh, with a glaucoma condition have found that using a broad-spectrum bioflavonoidal approach, but in particular using the bilberry has helped stabilise that pressure. And using that under your doctor's monitoring and with your optometrist monitoring it, your doctor might decide to give you a try on that approach rather than go for prescription, but see your doctor first. Okay, where can I buy those ones? Oh, look, they're very easily uh, procured. Where, where, Where do you live? Just down on the Central Coast. Oh, look, if you went to any of your pharmacies or health food stores, yep. uh, they would stock the, the concentrate of the bilberry yep. and you want a, a broad-spectrum uh, vitamin, uh, a broad-spectrum bioflavonoid yep. with, with vitamin C. Oh, good. Now, if, hey. you, if you go to your pharmacist um, down there or a, a well-stocked health food store, you'll have no problem, trouble procuring those. This is Health Naturally, and we're taking your calls on 49216216. And, Dennis Stewart, we've been talking about Vitex Agnus Castus. Mm-hmm. I got uh, it right, didn't and I? Yes, and, and you might have um, noticed, um, and I saw you smile, Jane, when I mentioned this, that the herb was also known as chaste tree and also known as monk's pepper. It and, does sound as though it's got medieval connotations. It does, and in fact, it um, interestingly... If the herb is used in very high doses for a prolonged period of time, it will certainly affect uh, libido. It will depress a lot of one's amorous activities, hence its name as monk's pepper. And Commonly <laughs> grown around monasteries, I it, guess. In fact, it was. <laughs> a lot of people don't realise that the old monasteries and the, and, and the convents were actually great areas where medicinal plants grew prolifically. They were great healing centres. But the, the herb was used for that purpose, and it's not uncommon for, uh, for people, both male and female, who use the herb in, in unusual dosages um, to notice some distinctive changes in that particular area. So it does have hormonal consequences. In, in the male... It, it has what called anti-androgenic characteristics, uh, and I won't go into that, but the term implies it. But interestingly, in, in women, it is a remarkable remedy due to its um, hormonal balancing characteristics to address conditions such as infertility, and particularly where infertility has been compromised by rampant endometriosis. It is one of the most, uh, how can I call it, astonishing remedies for clearing, clearing, recurring endometriosis and I had again a remarkable confirmation of that in Newcastle when I came back from my from Sydney to practice in Newcastle I treated a lady here well known who was under a well-known obstetrician 
who was desperately trying to conceive. Her husband uh, had fathered previous children. She was unable to conceive because she had rampant endometriosis, which was obviously affecting the, the whole process of conception. Her fallopian tubes were very compromised, and she had been having the same therapy, the same management, and was get, largely getting nowhere. And so she mentioned to her obstetrician that, look, I want to try some herbs. It's the last throw of the dice. And um, I have a copy of the lady's letter where the obstetrician was very gracious in saying, look, um, go for it. Um, we're not achieving anything. Now, that lady, as a result of going on to Vitex Agnes Castus, amongst other things, went on to have two children. I still keep in touch with her. She now lives on the Gold Coast. And there's a story that we'll talk about that advances on that because a whole history of Vitex Agnes medication uh, is to be told about her experience in conceiving very late in life uh, with a very compromised reproductive system where using Vitex Agnes Castus, the endometriosis retreated, obviously, and she went on to have two normal pregnancies but more importantly passed on the success of that to a very well-known man from the other side of the world who also gave the medication to his wife and for many years not only did his wife um, vouch for it but all of his children were placed on the medication. I'll talk about that later. Mm, 49216216 is the number to get your question through to Dennis. Um, And uh, Jeff's rung in now from East Maitland. Hello, Jeff. Hi. Hello, Jeff. Hello, Dennis. How are you? Not too bad, thanks. Good, good. For these uh, very itchy legs and arms. Okay. Jeff, tell me about them. How long have you had the condition? Oh, it must be uh, at least 12 months now. Okay. You've obviously had it investigated? Yes, I've seen a specialist. Okay. And the diagnosis has been eczema, dermatitis, what what sort of... Well, no real diagnosis. We just can't seem to find the cause of the uh, very itch. Okay. It came on 12 months ago. You've never had it before? No. Okay. Are you on other medications? No. Okay. You're on no other medications. What sort of work do you do, Jeff? Uh, retired. Okay. Uh, how long have you been retired? Oh, since about 06. Okay. Uh, does the itch retreat at any time, or is it with you constantly? No, it seems to be constant, but even worse, when I uh, after I have a shower and go to bed at night, it gets uh, sort of very okay. sort of hot in the legs and itchy. Okay. So up to this point, you've probably just used topical things, steroid yeah. creams, things like that? Yeah. And uh, are you using an antihistamine? I have been, yes. I, I, in the past, when I experienced eczema, I always got benefit from an on-drowsy antihistamine. I still recommend that. But look, um, I get sometimes very, very good results uh, using a fairly straightforward and very safe approach. Uh, It's not a mainstream approach, so you probably appreciate that. But I can vouch uh, for the efficacy of it. People don't. Uh, keep seeing me with skin conditions unless what I do has some benefit, put it that way. So what I'm going to suggest you do is start off using what are called bioflavonoids. You must hear me talk about them frequently. I'm a great fan of them. But one of those bioflavonoids is called quercetin, Q-U-E-R-C-E-T-I-N. Now, I have been so impressed with that bioflavonoid that I developed a product for my own practice purposes called Flavo Blend. Note that down. Now, Flavo Blend is usually taken on the, on the basis of a teaspoonful daily, and it has given some of the most pleasing results in stubborn, intractable 
um, pruritic dermatitis type conditions uh, that I'm encouraged to say to you look get hold of some you'd probably have to go to my rooms at Alma Road to get it yeah, I was um, thinking about going down there okay, anyway. Okay, well, you could uh, j- just mention the fact that you spoke to me on radio. My receptionist would know exactly what to give you. I, okay. would, start off, I would start off doing that. Uh, the, the second thing that I would say is don't overlook the progressive benefit of using either a fish oil or primrose oil. Okay. And, and sometimes you can get those in a combination capsule, and there's good good press good information to suggest that particularly the primrose oil uh, is very, very useful for inflammatory skin conditions, in particular eczema. So even the, the itch. Even, even the itch. Now, okay. the, the, the other thing that I would suggest you do is uh, try uh, what's called the GA cream, which is based on glycotinic acid, which is a useful uh, agent to address subacute uh, inflammatory conditions uh, after you've used the steroid uh, GA cream is a useful way of maintaining the benefit without you know, continually using a steroid, which can be problematical. I'll do that first up. I could talk of a recent case of a lad that came up from Victoria to see me who, just being placed on uh, Flavor Blend, went back to Melbourne. His father emailed us, uh, this little boy's condition is in complete retreat. He wanted to know the nature of the treatment. The boy's skin had never been so good. Um, so, yes, that's not a bad way of starting. Well, that sounds like a really good start. Look, have, it, have a go at it, Jeff. Um, get back and let us know what's happening. To NURFM's Health Naturally at 16 to 1. And Dennis Stewart taking your calls, 49216216. Jeff, who's just rung up and talked about itchy conditions, mm, itch mm, conditions. Mm. He's not alone in that. There's quite a bit of that going around, isn't there, in our society? Oh, look, um, itch conditions are one of the most common presentations, I would think in both a medical and naturopathic practice. And then itch conditions are not always that easy to treat, and I can understand why uh, frequently people just revert to using ongoing steroid preparations to get some relief. The downside to that, of course, um, you can't continue indefinitely using steroid topical applications. Uh, In the short term, I've got no problems with them. I've used them myself. But in the long term, they're distressing, and that's where uh, my development of the GA cream based on a sophisticated extract of licorice played such an, or plays such an important role in my practice for helping people uh, treat itch conditions without entire dependency on uh, prescription medication or over-the-counter steroids. But um, not always does the GA cream work and not always would a steroid work. And it's interesting that one herb in particular that um, uh, is fond fun for me to think about is the herb chickweed and I noticed this morning walking out of my um, gate in, in, um, in the garden where my beehives are much to the distress of my wife because she would prefer the beehives not to be in the garden because she can't plant vegetables can she? But I noticed that in the garden ready for vegetables which will never be uh, planted Ruth, never be planted I noticed that there were stacks of chickweed growing and chickweed is fantastic. If you look in the literature, its reputation as what's called an antipruritic is well defined. In the British Herbal Pharmacopoeia, it's called up for most itch conditions, ranging from the itch of dermatitis, eczema, and even in psoriasis, it has a useful application. And years ago, one of my graduate students who lived on the Central Coast, dear Robin, um, 
wonderful lady, retired from school teaching and became a, a brilliant herbalist and the first female president of the National Herbalist Association of Australia. She and I developed a chickweed ointment which took the natural health industry by storm uh, and we were novices in those days and we used to in fact manufacture it, wait for it, we manufactured it over her slow combustion stove in Carrington Street, Narara. We were novices, only one day to get a knock on the door. And we were busted by the local health authorities who said, you can't make therapeutic preparations without a licence. So after we'd been making this preparation for years and people were dependent on it, uh, fortunately, we had a company in, uh, in um, Toowoomba Greenridge Botanicals that I was associated with that purchased the formula and the preparation for both of us and they went on to continue the manufacture of the famous chickweed ointment. So it's a great... And look, you will not get anything better, particularly for a lot of the uh, chafing conditions that babies get than a straight-out chickweed ointment. It's remarkable for that. Well, it's good to know that their slow combustion Mm. stove went back to making cakes and bread. (laughs) Well, speaking about GA cream, uh, Jan has an update on that. She's rung in from Charmhaven. Hello, Jan. Hello. Hello, Jan. Um, You said you sent me a a pot of the GA cream, which thank you very much. But you said to let you know how it went, but uh, no. Didn't help? No. What a pity. Well, you've, you've tried. Yes. So, yeah, I don't know what else to try. How long, have yeah. you had, how long have you had the itch for, Jan? Oh, quite a while. What has it been diagnosed as? As chronic dermatitis. Chronic dermatitis, okay. Mm-hmm. How long did you use the GA cream for, Jan? I've used it for, uh, since, I've, since you sent it, probably, I don't know how long that is, okay. probably a couple of weeks, three yeah, weeks. Yeah, um, I wouldn't give up on it yet. But, right. look, if, if it's still uh, occurring, I yeah. think you need to contemplate using, say, some oral natural medication All right. and I don't know if you have used any oral medication, you probably just used some uh, oral steroid, have you from your doctor, some prednisone or something like that along the way? No, no, because it's, I've got it down um, in the genitalia yeah. area. I know, where yeah. you, I know what um, you mean. Yeah, Look, so, I've, no. ju- I've just mentioned, I have just mentioned some chickweed ointment. Yes, yes, and I I've, heard you say that. And yes. I've just mentioned it in the context of chafing, etc., that babies get that have serious nappy rashes, etc. Mm. I'm going to suggest go to your health food store at Charmhaven right, and yes. ask for some chickweed ointment. Right. Now, it's very, very economical. It's not an expensive preparation. Try that particularly in the region that you're talking about. It might have a little bit more soothing and less drying action than the GA. This is health naturally, but we'll get to Connie's question in just a moment. Uh, Quick check of the weather. Cloudy today, medium chance of showers and 17 degrees at Katara at the moment. But now, Dennis, uh, Connie has rung in from Bolton Point. Hello, Connie. Hello. Hello, Connie. Hello, Dennis. I've got a question for you. There you go. Uh, I wonder if you can help. This is for my husband. He's got uh, bladder frequency. Has your husband, does he have a prostate problem? Uh, No, he has had a turf done. To you are, has he? Okay. Yes. And he has subsequently uh, experienced frequency? Uh, Yes, it's, yeah. Okay. 
Uh, is your husband mobile? Can he move about and things like that? Not very. Okay. Very poor. So he's, he's, he's pretty well compromised, is he? Yes, you can say that. Okay. Look, there is uh, but one herb that might be of use to him, and I have a number of patients uh, and clients using this herb who have um, pleaded with me never ever to um, run out of it because it's the only thing that has helped their, right. their frequency. It's a very, very rare herb, and as far as I'm aware, I'm the only practitioner. I stand contradiction, but as far as I'm aware, I would be the only practitioner likely now in Australia to be using it because whilst it was very popular in my younger days, 30-odd years ago, um, it has become unpopular because it's an American herb, and like many American herbs, they have become a scarce rare or endangered and the herb is called sweet sumac s-u-m-a-c-h sweet sumac and it's botanically known as rus aromatica not rus tox rus aromatica and uh, r-h-u-s rus aromatica a-r-o-m-a-t-i-c-a but sweet sumac is its common name now, it is a very rare herb, and it's unlikely that you would be able to procure it where you are. So you would probably be obliged uh, to go to my rooms in New Lambton to the dispensary. You wouldn't need to see me. If you went to the dispensary, they would be able to yeah, dispense it for you. for me to get out. Yes, yes. It's a sweet sumac is the name. Um, yes. If you go to the dispensary, ask for the monograph, that is the information from the pharmacopoeia, attesting to its usefulness in, in, in frequency or even in incontinence in the elderly. Sweet sumac, a rare herb, um, I refuse uh, to supply it to other uh, practitioners because it is so rare that um, I want it to last me out, and that may not be too much longer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Connie, uh, good luck with that. And uh, Trevor now has rung in from Warners Bay. Hello, Trevor. Oh, hello, Dennis. How are you doing? Um, oh, good, thank you. Good, good, good. I'm having trouble in the uh, cold weather with um, yeah. my fingers going, losing circulation. Do you have Raynaud's? Yes. You anyway, I've, uh, yes. I've been, okay. um, I think I'm on my third bottle of uh, the Genko 6000. Okay. okay. And it has helped, I okay. think, my right, okay. but with, not my left hand. With, with, with the Genko. Uh, remember, any benefit from the ginkgo is likely to occur over a longer period of time. And, oh, okay. I, and I say that to listeners because many listeners are using or trying the ginkgo and many of them uh, are disappointed when an immediate result doesn't occur. My reading on ginkgo, which is vast, indicates that many months it has to be taken as a slow-acting natural drug. The end results, however, in most cases tend to be useful, so I wouldn't give up on it, but but uh, the American herb, prickly ash, is called up in the British Herbal Pharmacopoeia, which is basically the Bible of modern herbal medicine. Prickly ash is called up for peripheral circulatory insufficiency, and Raynaud's in particular is called up as one of its indications. So you're at Warner's Bay. You should be able to get prickly ash uh, from, uh, from Ian's shop there, um, if you were to see them in the health food store there, 
they may have the preparation in, in a, either a capsule or a liquid form, but I would be taking some prickly ash in conjunction with the ginkgo to try to speed the process up, Trevor. Now, thanks, Trevor. And just time for a very, very quick one from Di with restless legs. Hello, Hello. Di. Hello, how are you? Hello, Di. How are you doing? Oh, I'm good except for the restless legs. What have you tried, Di? Uh, magnesium calcium supplements. I've been doing it for a long time. No benefit? Oh, not really. Okay. Have you tried anything with cramp bark in it? No, I haven't. Okay. buck again, is another uh, underappreciated American herb. I, I couldn't practice without it. Go to your health food store and get a preparation that incorporates buck, Viburnum opulus. Excellent. And that's Health Naturally for today. Thank you, Dennis Stewart. We did well. We, we did, did well. You're still you smiling. I think the, you're still smiling. You can't the... get over this two-story, can you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. We'll be back again next Friday after the Midday News on 2NURFM.